0: In keeping with a mini-theme of extracellular matrix influences in disease pathogenesis, the next manuscript by Ishii and colleagues from Ralph Ludwig's lab at the University of Lübeck in Germany focuses on the role of type 7 collagen in an experimental model of acquired epidermolysis bullosa. Collagen 7 is a major constituent of the cutaneous basement membrane, and loss of tolerance to this protein leads to acquired epidermolysis bullosa. But interestingly, antibodies to collagen-7 have also been detected in patients with inflammatory bowel disease, although the pathogenic relevance of this is not demonstrated. To begin to address this, the authors characterized expression of collagen-7 in the murine GI tract and tested whether anti-collagen-7 antibodies induce gut inflammation using standard polymerase chain reaction and immunohistochemical techniques. The authors show that collagen-7, message RNA, and protein are expressed in the buccal mucosa as well as in the esophagus, stomach, small intestine, and colon of mice. Mechanistically, mice that had been administered anti-mouse collagen-7 antibodies, or those which were immunized with mouse collagen-7, developed skin blistering, but also blistering in the esophagus, stomach, small intestine, and colon associated with significant weight loss. These novel observations suggest that anti-collagen-7 antibodies may, in fact, induce lesions of inflammatory bowel disease as well as epidermolysis bullosa. This is, of course, not to say that inflammatory bowel disease is caused by loss of tolerance to collagen-7, but it does suggest that disturbances in extracellular matrix tolerance may, in fact, predispose to some of the lesions that are observed in the disease. The final manuscript I'd like to discuss for this podcast comes from Ching-Wen Cheng and Associates in Stephen charnock joness laboratory at University of Cambridge, focusing on a novel murine model of endometriosis. Endometriosis affects 5 to 10 percent of women of childbearing age, and although it's a benign condition, it is associated with an increased risk of development of malignant pelvic tumors, including ovarian clear cell carcinoma. In this particular model, the endometriotic lesions developed without exogenous estradiol and histologically, they featured invasion and activation of fibroblasts, endothelial cells, and macrophages, along with collagen deposition similar to what's observed in the human disease. In an elegant series of experiments, the investigators induced menstruation in female mice harboring an activated KRAS mutation that could be conditionally expressed following Cre recombinase using a series of steroid manipulation followed by progesterone withdrawal, the menstruating endometrium was collected and then implanted subcutaneously into a pocket on the ventral abdomen of wild-type female recipients. Perhaps as important, the authors show regression of the endometriotic lesions in the setting of anti therapy. Coupled with the extensive characterization of these lesions immunohistochemically, there's little doubt that this model does recapitulate many of the features of human endometriosis. The implications here, of course, is that with a new murine model of endometriosis that recapitulates many of the characteristics of human disease, we are now better able to assess mechanistically the pathophysiologic events leading to endometriosis and perhaps to ovarian clear-cell adenocarcinoma. Of course, the purpose of this podcast is not to highlight certain works to the exclusion of others, but rather to give you an idea of the depth of information that's being presented in this issue. I hope you'll be able to pick up your hard copy of the journal Pathology or to access us online to read uh, these and all the other articles that are being presented in the June issue. And finally, we'd love to have your feedback if there are issues that are important to you, comments, or complaints, we'd love to hear them. Please email Dr. Peter Hall, the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Pathology. His email is eic.jpath at